and welcome to Rocket Accelerated Geek Conversation. This episode is sponsored by Squarespace and Tracker. I'm Simone de Rochefort of Polygon.com, and I'm joined tonight by Brianna Wu, head of development at Giant Space Cat, and Christina Warren, free agent for two more weeks, and then uh, Gizmodo <laughs> one week. Overlord. Oh yeah, one week. Oh my gosh, yeah. Wait. Okay. What is your official title now? Senior writer at Gizmodo. Senior oh. writer at Gizmodo. Christina, as of August 22nd. As of August 22nd. Oh, God, that is soon. I That is sooner than I thought. I thought that <laughs> we were in the beginning of August still, and we are firmly in the middle of it. We are right we in this gooey center of August. And You're right. I'm gooey wow. indeed. That is scary. Wow. Yeah, so, like, Christine, you've been showing pictures of the South all week. Like, today yes. you spent $800 on jeans. And, like, but it's your pictures of food that make me yeah. just really miss the South. Like, you're showing, oh, yeah. oh it's just ridiculous. Oh. Yeah, no, so so I, I'm with my parents right now for the week um, in Atlanta. Um, I haven't seen them in a really long time. I haven't been home in two years. Oh, wow. So, and I haven't seen my parents since april of 2015 so um this was quite an overdue visit and um yeah when i first uh, arrived i guess on saturday we immediately went uh near um where their boat is and went to um a seafood place and um i got a bunch of fried shrimp and fries oh. and let's see since then um i've had uh i did have chick-fil-a for lunch today that was exciting oh, that was exciting so hungry. Oh. My dad made steak tonight, which was fantastic. He grilled out. It was so good. And my mom made fried pork chops last night, which oh. were amazing. And um, what else? There was something else that that, w- that was made that was that was very good. Um, yeah, no, I I've been eating a lot of really good food, buying, um, spending lots of money on, on jeans. <laughs> no regrets. And uh, I went out on my parents' boat last night and, and slept out on the boat and then um, was able to actually drive the boat, well, steer the boat um, <laughs> for about 15 minutes today, which uh, I did remember. I, 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 didn't, I, didn't, I didn't wreck it. So yay. <laughs> um, no, it's been fun. That's awesome. So are there Shipley's where you are? Are there Shipley's Donuts? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, I've been jonesing for Shipley's Donuts ever since I left Mississippi. And I'm going to get someone down there to just FedEx me, like overnight totally. me some Shipley's Donuts. Because I have dreams about wanting Shipley's Donuts still. Like, it's it's really weird. <laughs> You're making me so hungry and I'm so angry. I'm I, sorry. I, oh, <laughs> all I want is the fried chicken. It's <laughs> all I want in life. Oh. I'm legitimately distracted because I, I didn't have dinner yet. Um, so I, uh, sorry guys, we're starving the you. Show. We're starving you. I'm gonna to wander into tonight. the streets barefoot, looking for Chick Fil A. <laughs> All right, let's let's talk about some news so that Simone can go eat her dinner, so that Charles Tan doesn't um, doesn't have to worry about me on Twitter. Let's take care of me for Charles. <laughs> he's like the fairy godfather of Rocket. Like, he's he really does. wonderful. His dedication yeah, fantastic. Yeah. to being kind is ridiculous. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. Okay. So, in exciting news, Twitter is in talks to bring that app to Apple TV, which, as pointed out by The Verge, would be crazy cool because Twitter also in April made a deal to live stream a ton of sports, um, NFL being one of them, and as well as like Wimbledon, Major League Baseball, hockey, and basketball, which 
I don't know if if you have like me, if you're a person who doesn't subscribe to ESPN and you've tried to watch a sport in the last <laughs> say 10 years or so, you have realized that like these companies or ESPN, I think it's ESPN specifically has a freaking stranglehold on all live sports <laughs> minus the Olympics yeah. and NBC yeah, has welcome, a stranglehold on that. Sports Simone. What was that? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to sports coverage. I know. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> it's ter- I'm still appalled by it because I, 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 of course, grew up with cable where I could watch all the sport I want. And then I started paying for my own cable. And I was like, that's extra? Um, <laughs> what? So, so, so again, so Simone, as the person who now pays for your cable, <laughs> you do realize that, that, that your cable login will get you into ESPN. I can watch the sports. Yes. <laughs> but, Christina, is it not true that we can now watch the sport on Twitter? We can. So what actually Twitter – what they signed in April, and this was actually a pretty big deal. So I guess it was last year um, Yahoo had signed a deal where they would live stream um, an NFL game. And and NBC has done this before too where they would, would live stream certain NFL games. But but Yahoo play, paid – I think it was like $20 million or something. I don't remember what it was. It, it was less than that probably. But, but to be able to live stream a certain NFL game. And Twitter actually made a bid. They actually bid under, I think, what some other companies were going to. But they actually bid that they are going to have a number of NFL games that will be streamed on Twitter.com. And they've also made some deals with some other sports networks too, um, or not networks, but leagues, where they will live stream certain stuff and and be able to, um, you know, where it's viewable will be, I guess, will will probably differ country to country. Like, I think with the Wimbledon stuff, if you lived in certain countries, you could watch it live on Twitter Um, in the United States because ESPN had the, the rights you had to just watch the commentary, but you'll actually be able to watch a live football game on twitter.com. And so what it sounds like is that, you know, Twitter will be bringing probably a Twitter video app to Apple TV, probably similar to their Periscope app, which uh, launched on Apple TV, um, which will let people, you know, watch the game in real time and then probably even be able to see, you know, some commentary and, and tweets coming in in real time as well. And so, you know, Twitter, one of one of the big things that they're kind of trying to do to save the business is shift to more and more live video. And I think their big opportunity here, frankly, probably is sports because if you see, you know, the concept of having, whether it's sports or, or politics or, or other kind of live events where you can have that commentary sitting on top of it while you're watching in a video player, that's kind of compelling, especially since a lot of us already are watching TV or video content and tweeting at the same time. So to have those two things side by side in the same interface is cool, but I think it makes it really cool if they can have it on Apple TV. So that'd be a great way. It'd be a boon for both, right? Like if if you're an Apple TV owner, you can watch this NFL game on the big screen. If you're a Twitter, if you're Twitter, you obviously get, get that buy-in and, um, you know, users get like, one more way to to watch an NFL game without having to subscribe to cable. That was my first thought was like, oh my God, that sounds like cheating if I could have Twitter on my Apple TV and just like project that live game on the TV and watch the dankest memes as I do. I mean, this is what Twitter excels at, right? Like it's good at sending uh, harassment to people and it's really good at live events, like watching live TV shows or debates. Like, oh my God, like tweeting, like the, oh, it's just the best. Like seeing who can come up with the best, like, you know, snarky joke. I mean, it's a real art to live tweeting. So I just- There is. Yeah. And and, and we've talked about this before about about how much you like, you know, the the moments feature and things like that. And like that, that's kind of a perfect- you know, play with that where, you know, you can have people curating things in real time and either showing those alongside or also, you know, 
what I see in a live feed, if they were to do this correctly, could be different than what you see, you know, based mm-hmm. on who we follow and what happens. You know, if, if I could, if they could make it so that you could see what all of your friends are saying about something while you're watching it, as opposed to just the unfiltered stream, or in this case, I'm sure they would very much be applying their filtering algorithms, uh, as, as we saw in the BuzzFeed article, um, uh, I guess from last week, uh, Twitter, if they need to, can definitely filter things. <laughs> uh, rolling eyes. They have, yeah. they have the technology. Oh, we know they you have, the, have technology. the technology, Twitter. Oh, they have the technology. Yeah, actually, Brie, you just got verified, right? Yeah, now that I'm verified, it is so much better. That quality filter right? is like a guy, is like Jesus came down and touched oh. my Twitter account and blessed it. It is awesome i love twitter again i i don't have any like there are bots there are people out there with their programmed bots to do nothing but harass me in my twitter feed (laughs) i don't get any of that i don't oh it's great like you guys you don't know how bad it gets honestly you are making me question my entire twitter experience because i got verified not long after i joined polygon and i i feel like now out there, there must be like thousands of horrible tweets that I just never saw because I was small before I joined Polygon and I'm still small. Is that right. true? Is there like an iceberg um, of awfulness waiting for me? No, I think that you're probably non-controversial enough that and you're a nice enough person. You're, not to say you're I not mean, nice, Brie, no but like, that's Christina. for sure. Love you too. Well, I'm not yeah. saying you're not nice, Brie, but I'm saying me and Brie, when people say things to us, we might kind of like hit back. Yeah, Whereas, that's like, not my you brand. Know what I mean? And and it's not your brand. Oh. Um, yeah, I've I've been verified for a few years now, and so I was verified before the quality filter was let in, oh, and dang. I'd had someone who, for whatever reason, really didn't like my appearances on the Twit Network. I, I don't know why. I'm not really sure what I ever did to this person and, and would send me terrible messages all the time. And he'd, he'd get very upset and, and sometimes in, in one day create like five or six accounts and then just send me like lots of nasty things all over and over again. I was never – honestly, I mean I was bothered by it a little bit. It's hard not to be. But it wasn't one of those things where like really – because it wasn't to the extent of anything Brie is getting. that I, I was able to kind of like turn it off. Um, what bothered me was actually when this person would then reach out to anybody that I ever yep. guess on shows or anybody yep. I would ever talk to and be like, do you know that Christina Warren is a whore and say things like that? I'm like, what, what are you <laughs> okay. talking about? Thanks. Yeah. Um, yeah it's, thanks, it's hurting your professional connections. Right. And it, that's precisely. what happens to me. I do right. have to say, um, it, it's not so much that it bothers me. I, I've read a lot about the psychology of this. It's that. You know, if you have input into your brain that's just negative in nature, yeah, hundreds and hundreds and thousands of times a day, like it's just it rewires your brain. It makes mm-hmm. your neural Completely. pathways differently. So no, you're you're dead on. So even even if you even if you're like cognizantly aware, like I know that this doesn't matter and that, that plenty of people love me and respect me and like me. If you see those messages and, and those those signals over and over again, you're right. It can't be anything but 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 distressing and that's why we see people like you know like like leslie jones like what she was facing you know and 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 other people too why they end up leaving the platform is because even if you're like at a higher level aware it's hard to turn it off but i get but my point was though when they introduced that quality filter you know i started to notice kind of the difference and some things still sneak through yeah far and away you don't see it And, and but the Obviously, what the interesting thing here is, and I think this is actually kind of a problem, they don't put 
they, they don't have an API for the quality filter. So if you're using an app like Tweetbot, which I love, Tweetbot's going to show you everything. Or actually, I think even TweetDeck. I'm not. I don't want to 100% be sure on that. Somebody, in, in, a listener, let me know. Somebody at Twitter, let me know if TweetDeck has the quality filter or not. I know it didn't used to. It probably does now, but now I don't know. But it's one of those things where if you're using a third-party Twitter client, those don't get those things, and so you can kind of see, you know, what's going to be. Um, Band and what's not, and 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 where it's interesting to see other. Well, and it's also it's not so much where they draw the line because it's not some of it is about content and and about you know the things in the tweet, but a lot of times they also use signals yep. about I think like how old is the account, number how of many followers, followers have, yeah. Yeah. how many times is it tweet versus its follower numbers, its ratio. It has a lot of things going into it, so it can kind of really tell a bot from something else, yeah. and so you don't tend to see. Sometimes you do miss legitimate things where somebody will make a comment to me that was completely innocuous, that was completely fine, but because they have a small follower count mm-hmm. or the account was new, it's not going to show up in my timeline on my mobile. But, you know. Sorry. Um, I mean, you don't get perfect justice with you algorithms. Yeah. It's just, it's not possible. I, I know um, this is beating a dead horse, but why why don't they roll it out to everyone? I don't know. I'm going to write a huge op-ed and I'm going to take pictures of like before and you after should. because mine is such a stark example mm-hmm. of what it's like. And I haven't had a rape threat in like a week. Whoa. It's like Which I'm is on amazing. cloud night. Like I no, just feel, I, mean, I love using Twitter again. It's great. But, but, but you're so it's right, so, Simone. Yeah. I mean, you're so right. And, and I mentioned this, I, I've mentioned this in things that I've written over, over the last few months. I, I mentioned it in something I wrote a, a couple of weeks ago about the Leslie Jones thing and, and Twitter's troll problem. And I, I, I said that I called that out exactly. I said, you know, you've got this tool. Why is this something mm-hmm. that only, you know, the, 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 the verified yeah. can get? Because yeah. that's yeah. like, because keep, again, keep the verified d- check mark just for the people you want, but for the love of go- gosh, that quality filter, like, what? Why? Why Agreed. is that reserved? And leave it off by default. Leave it right. off by default. Leave it off people. by default, but let yeah. people enable it. And the problem is, I think, is that what it does is it, it still creates this class system within Twitter, which is absolutely real. You know, where where Twitter basically has two different, you know, ways of dealing with things: people who they consider, you know, important, and people who are just regular users, and and they treat them differently. I mean, a perfect example of this to go back to, to sports for a second. There was this meme that's kind of been going on, and it's true. You know, Twitter is has been able to scrub GIFs and, and other, like, DMCA-violating content from tweets mm-hmm. from anybody who posts anything from the Olympics. So if you post video snippets or or, or, or GIFs or other things that, that, that NBC doesn't want people to post because, you know, NBC has the exclusive rights to all this stuff, that stuff gets scrubbed and people will have DMCA takedowns. Um, but harassment, they can't do anything about. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, you're, oh, you're, vi- you're violating, you know, intellectual property, and 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 in that case, it's it's actually sort of nebulous because, in what country are you tweeting this from, and blah, blah who, you know, there, there's a whole layer of, of of questions there, but that they can take care of, and they all it's like, okay, Olympic memes, oh, that's a no go, mm-hmm. but you know, right, death right. threats, yeah, well, no, we'll roll with it, we'll roll with it. Can we, um, can we go back to the Twitter, uh, Apple TV app for yes, a second? Yes, of I, I had a, I had a thought about this. You know, one of the the best features that I'd love to see Apple expand upon is, um, I, I know they've probably got some name for it, but apps running side by side on like an iPad Pro. Um, yeah, this is a really excellent feature. Split view, yes. Uh, yeah, I was thinking about 
you know, for Xbox One, they have this fantastic um, snappability thing to the UI where if I'm running Twitch, I can double tap and like that UI will stick to the side for, you know, comments on my Twitch stream while things are there. And I was thinking with the Apple TV, how awesome it would be if, you know, they, they were eventually to, if they are going to move towards Twitter or Periscope or some of these things to kind of look at, um, you know, kind of allowing those things that do, um, it worked like would work with that like snappability experience. So like letting your Twitter timeline be open, like while you're watching something. I mean, I can't be the only person that, you know, as I watch TV, I lay on my couch and just kind of scroll through it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it would be a good fit for that. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Just cause you want it. You want to, you don't want to totally divorce the live video from the tweets. You we're multitasking in the first place for totally. a reason. We're not going to stop just because we can watch the the sport ball on no, the big totally. screen. Yeah, I think that that'll be interesting to see how they pull it up. And, and if you look at what they've done with the Periscope app, I don't know if either of you have ever used it on the Apple TV. No. That's kind of how it works. It actually works pretty well. So how the Periscope app works on Apple TV is very interesting because it is a a, a viewer experience. It's not a broadcast experience. You're not able to use like. A, you can't connect a webcam to your Apple TV, but that, but even if you could, mm-hmm. you know, like that, that's not how it works. So you're tuning into someone's streams, and you're seeing some of the comments come up, and you're seeing some of the hearts come up, and, and and those other kind of reactions as you're watching the broadcast. And so I think that that I expect that the experience would be similar, where you would be able to see kind of things floating up on the bottom, and 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 probably chosen, you know, uh, at the right moments and the right time of reaction things. Um, I think that to, to make that work right, you're obviously for a, a, a live experience like an NFL game, a little bit different than Periscope where you can kind of toggle on or off how you want to see those things. But I think in a mm-hmm. in a tweet situation, it would be makes sense to, you know, and I'm sure in those cases, you know, Twitter will have a, a team of people there to curate in real time, you know, picking and choosing which ones they want to really Is highlight. Is this finally going to make people love moments? I mean, I think it, I think it kind of might because I think that this is kind of the perfect encapsulation of a real time moment. I think this is what you use those moment algorithms and those teams for is to kind of craft mm-hmm. and create, not craft and not create, but, but kind of curate the best moments from those those things. Again, I, that's why it was called that. Uh, but, but, <laughs> but, but, but curate the best tweets and, and experiences around that to put them up in context. And and I think that you know, especially if if you're talking about like a like an NFL game. I mean, obviously. You know, you can't plan for when the, the the replays and things will happen, but some of those things you can kind of, you know, look at that kind of history and be like, hey, when have this ready to go for these reactions during, you know, the instant replay. And, and a lot of, um, you know, TV shows are increasingly putting Twitter stuff, you know, on screen too. Um, so, uh, you know, uh, uh, Bachelor in Paradise is, is airing right now. I'm actually missing it to talk on this podcast. <gasps> oh, this is how much I love you, you guys. So we appreciate the generous. sacrifice. Wow. I, I, I mean, I, I do what I do for the show. And uh, they have an after show on on the second night. They air it twice a week, which is too much, but that's a whole other thing. And and it show, a live show called After Paradise. And it's kind of like, you know, after The Walking Dead. And on screen, <laughs> you know, they, they put, you know, people's tweets that they've kind of taken from the night before or even that day. And, and so... I think that in a lot of networks have done that with after shows and with other things. And they you did see with that the even- debates. It's like, it's awesome when you're looking at your friends, like throwing zingers at different <laughs> candidates and they get I, I, in. I've seen that before yeah. and I'm like, dude, this is really funny. Um, so yeah, I think, I think that they had those opportunities to do that and, and it'll work really well. And I think that, that this is, 
I think this is what Twitter needs to do. Video mm-hmm. is obviously one of their strongest features. The fact that we love to live tweet while we watch content is huge. Mm-hmm. What would be awesome would be if there was some way where you could almost have like a Twitter overlay for other services that for video that's not provided on Twitter. You know what I mean? Like if you were like watching Netflix or or Hulu or something. Oh, that you know, would change live, live streaming as we know it. it. <laughs> and, and, and because because there are a lot of services that will let you kind of live like stream together. You know, mm-hmm. but um, I would like to see Apple TV move more into this overall. It really bothers me. So, like, Mr. Robot is my beyond favorite show right now. It. And by the way, season two is some of the finest television ever I made. It. I it's it's amazing. But it really bothers me that you know because I don't pay for cable like most normal people, <laughs> like you know, my mom, and I, Christina Warren. <laughs> Right, right. You're, you know, you're, I'm, you're your sister. I'm not your right. mother. I'm not My too cool young to be your mother, aunt. Simone. Cool you're aunt, cool Christina. Aunt. Cool aunt, that's the show title. No, um, you know, it bothers me that I miss out on the entire live experience with people, even though I'm paying for that content. Like, why right. can't they have that be airing at the same time in the show? Like, mm-hmm. I just, I'd like to see Apple TV really step up this game with it. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. I get I, if we have time for a little more on this, I guess my question is how does, because there's already an NFL app on the Apple TV. Yeah. How does the NFL react to this? Does it matter to them? Does it matter to oh. ESPN or? Uh, well, no. Well, so, I mean, the thing is, is that Twitter bought rights yeah. to the games. To 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 a, to a number of games, I can't remember how many they 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 paid for them. So ESPN it's like a siloing almost. Um, well, but that's always how how the ESPN games have worked. Mm-hmm. So you have Monday Night Football, which is airs on ESPN. You have Sunday Night Football, which airs on NBC. You have some of the local games, which could be on some of the other networks, and then you have the NFL Network, which is if you pay for the Sunday the the the, the Sunday ticket package or whatever, you get all the games. And then you have these you know these games that the Twitter is doing. So. It's I mean, you know, in this case, I think the the NFL, they sold the rights to Twitter for 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 Internet broadcast, knowing that's how it's going to work. And and I'm sure they'd be happy to have more eyeballs potentially on mm-hmm. their uh, on, on their game, you know, but they, they're getting paid regardless. Yeah. Um. Now, would whether you would see. NBC or 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 or, or um, CBS when they air the games or because they're they are the Super Bowl or um you know, uh, Fox or, or ESPN, um, slash ABC, you know, do some of the same things. I don't know, um, in, ter- in terms of the social stuff, but I mean, this is just, you know, football is so big and there are so many games that there just tend to be a lot of places that you can, you can watch this them. This is why and, and I don't just- do sports. This, it, I, I will need the sports to come to Twitter for me to do the sports because no, no to this. <laughs> there is too much. I- I totally got it, Simone. I I did not. I was not into it at all until I married the Tea Party equivalent of a Yankees fan, oh, and now I'm forced to watch. I am forced to watch baseball, and I'll do it. And yeah, I, I totally get it. The Tea Party equivalent of a Yankees fan. Like I was, I was driving to the movie the other day with Frank. We were going to see Nerve, which, by the way, is awesome. Oh my god, it's so good. It has uh, Emma, what's her name from Scream Twins? And Frank starts talking to me about how like. Now that A-Rod is retiring, the Yankees are going to the World Series this year. It's such a delusion. It's such an unbelievable delusion. And it's like, you just, "Mm -hmm, okay, great, Frank. Love you. (laughs) But you, I I always get it mixed up because you don't live in New York City and you live in a place where it's dangerous to be a Yankees fan. To be a Yankee fan, yeah. I I asked myself, how can I bring more 
anger into my life, Simone. So I said, I'm, start going to that the Red Sox. I'm taking you to Boston. Right. Yeah. That's how it happened. And, and do, you, do you ever root for the Red Sox around him or is that uh, just too dangerous? I've had serious talks with Frank. I'm like, would you divorce me if I were a Red Sox fan? And he's like, no, no, you can't be a Red Sox fan. Like he's really emphatic <laughs> and serious about it. And fortunately, I don't divorce you. No, you just can't be a Red Sox. Right, I'm just not allowed to in the first place. Like it's really. This bizarre. is exactly like, the kind of oppression that women are fighting in their daily lives. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe your husband dictates what sports team you are a fan of. I, I have to say this one more thing. So Frank is, if you've met him, he is the most mild mannered, loving, funny dude. Like he's a forgetful professor kind of guy. Like Aww. everyone loves Frank. Everybody loves Frank. But I've seen Frank nearly get in fist fights in a parking <laughs> garage because he'll be passing a Red Sox fan and he'll do this. He'll be like, we kicked your asses tonight. <laughs> it's just like, there's no context with it or anything. Like, I'm just walking with it. And I'm like, oh my God, I hope I don't go to jail right now. <laughs> He is the reason. Okay, so if you, as a listener of Rocket, want to uh, get started now on a website, freebriannawoo.com. <laughs> yes. Probably freefrankwoo.com. Maybe that would be like free Frank and Brianna Woo. Yeah, freethewoos.com. Dot org. Dot, I, don't, I don't care what. Dot church. Dot church. Dot church. <laughs> this episode of Rocket is brought to you by Squarespace, where you can start today building that website so we can get Frank and Bree out of jail after Frank is arrested for uh, saying unkind words to a Red Sox fan. You could create a beautiful landing page. You can create a complex portfolio website with many examples of the times that Frank has been wronged by the Red Sox. <laughs> Just picture evidence, all of that kind of stuff. You can start building that website today at squarespace.com and you can enter offer code ROCKET at checkout to get 10% off your first purchase. Squarespace is so easy to use. It has all kinds of templates. I don't believe there's one for freeing someone from jail, but there are all kinds of ones that you would want as a normal person, like portfolio websites, uh, blogs, uh, online stores, all these things. The the top 10 most common, if you will. Uh, Unfortunately, websites to get people out of jail just did not make that list. (laughs) But the great thing about Squarespace is that it is such a flexible platform. So even if you know, a little bit of code or a lot of code, you can take one of these pre-existing templates, you can mod it up with your own skills, and you can make it into a website to get someone out of jail. That's what you want. I know you Rocket listeners. Or you can, you know, if you want to do the bare minimum, just pick one of those templates, build your landing page, your portfolio, and launch it off into the world. You can coast and your website will look awesome because Squarespace's websites are sophisticated and beautiful, just like you and me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, just like you. Okay, Uh, not me. Not me. No, you're beautiful. You're you're gorgeous, Simone. You're beautiful. I'm not sophisticated. Oh, I, I, I beg to differ. That photo yeah. you put on your Instagram of you yeah. from, from, from SEO. Oh, my God. No, yeah. like, you would not. Yeah. I'll tell yeah. you the story about that after uh, this sophisticated ad read. So if you do happen to get stuck along the way of building your website, uh, you can contact Squarespace 24-7 with live chat or email. They have teams all over the world. They can help you out. Um, 
hopefully you won't get stuck because the system is super simple to use. Like there's a reason that millions of people use Squarespace to build and launch their little baby websites, send them off into the world. Squarespace Squarespace plans start at just $8 a month. So you can go sign up today. No credit card required. Build this beautiful website, your your tiny, tiny baby website. Use offer code ROCKET to get 10% off your first purchase. Show your support for us. Show your support for Relay. And boom, you are a website owner, which makes you one of the best people in the world. Thanks, Squarespace. I could do Squarespace for my Jen Ezro, like, like slash fanfic site that I'm going to do after Rogue One comes out. It's just nothing but, like, just filthy, filthy slash. Like, I, I can't yes, wait for that I'm movie. into that. It's going to be Squarespace. That, that also yes. reminds me of work today. I actually started building a Squarespace website, but I wasn't finished with it by the time I oh. by the, we read this ad read. But it is looking very beautiful. Again, with, like, zero work for me. Like, all I did was put a name on it. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, you got this. So, yeah, that was fun. Um, hopefully, I'll have that next week to talk about. Um, Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so that picture that I posted on Instagram, do I or do I not look like a Russian gymnast? You, you do. Thank you. Russ disagreed, but then he admitted that he didn't know what a Russian gymnast looked like. And I'm like, Russ, I look like a Russian gymnast. <laughs> I think it's the snarl of the abused. That's that's the primary like <laughs> characteristic of a Russian gymnast. I could be wrong. Of course. That picture was taken when we were recording episode three of SEO Play. And what you won't see uh, in that episode is that I was wearing really, really short shorts that day that I thought were okay mm-hmm. when I left the house. And they were not okay. All day long, they were not okay. And I happened to be in that shot in that moment kneeling on the floor and i have in my possession video footage of myself like bending over in these shorts <laughs> for for various reasons and i'm like i'm watching this at work and going this is my sex tape this is not okay <laughs> like the camera was on a tripod it wasn't like there was someone like holding the camera going oh yeah but like oh my god it was so not okay my butt was there my butt was out, you guys. <laughs> Not the whole butt, just a I'm, little I'm butt. S- there's there's no good time for your butt to be out. Not at work on the job. Yeah, sorry about no. that. <laughs> so terrible. So of course I took screen caps and sent it to my coworkers. They needed to know that I was suffering. Not all my coworkers, just the ones who I w- am not sexually harassing. <laughs> Christina, you're her aunt. I I don't know what to say here. I'm sorry. Somebody needs to talk to me. I mean, I'm proud is what I am. I know you are, babe. I know you are. So people, there there are people out there who are more professional than me, and their name is Tim Cook. And... (laughs) Oh! What? No, I'm just, I'm marveling. It I'm was marveling. good, wasn't it? Away. It was segue weird. It was really good. It was and great. And then it was a weird segue. It was the synergy between those two that I was Kim Cook and I have a lot of synergy. Uh, we have yeah. it going on. <laughs> so it has been five years since Tim Cook took over Apple, and he did a huge 10,000-word interview with the Washington Post, which has conveniently been condensed down by The Verge. <laughs> And Mashable and a lot of and other Mashable places. And a lot I of mean, other places. Um, yeah, everybody's kind of like, oh, yeah. Yeah, like, let's, thanks for this. Let's ring out some nuggets from this enormous 
What was it two parter? Like they did it in his office, and then they did one over the phone, and then there was like a video component, and it was so big that uh, Raymond Wrong, um, R.I.P. I say R.I.P. about him. I'm the one who 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 died. Um, <laughs> Uh, uh, when when you leave Mashable, you die. Uh, <laughs> Fair but, enough. Uh, R.I.P. X person or whatever. But anyway, I'm the one who's R.I.P. But 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 uh, I'm still saying R.I.P. Raymond Wong. Um, he was like complaining about how he couldn't read it on his iPad. <laughs> <laughs> Because, because apparently the Washington Post website like would, would was having issues. I read it on my iPhone just fine. Way yeah, to go, too. Tim Cook. But if you open it in the the news app, does it? Can you do that with the Washington Post? Well, I'm sure Post? the news app is fine, but yeah. I mean, well, I don't know how many people well, use the news well, app. Well, maybe Raymond Wong, who I met last Friday, should use the yes, news app. <laughs> Sorry, that's it. That's anyway. the topic. So, yeah, wow, this piece is huge. Um, I'm going to be totally honest with you. I didn't read the 10,000-word one because... <laughs> Simone, Simone, come on. Dude, I'm a Look, failure. No, no, no. We talk about Apple. You have to take every word from Tim Cook and, and like, just pour over it, it and then... Just suck it yeah, down. Yeah, and then write a I mean, piece and, about and he, it. And he doesn't do a lot of interviews. I no, mean, he doesn't. And, and I, and I say that as someone who who has interviewed him. N- notice how it only took me like sixty seconds to get that plug yeah, in. Real proud um, of this you. interview was significantly better than the interview I did with him, but they were also given a lot more access. But yeah. but yeah, but he doesn't do a lot of interviews, and so this is it was a really extraordinary interview, and they they covered a lot of stuff. Um, it is. I think it was extraordinary because I, I, I thought I thought it was it was good journalism for sure. But I think anyone that follows Apple closely, um, you know, a lot of the stuff we had we had heard before, like you kind of like the stuff about um, you know him coming out and his decisions behind that. Yeah. We had kind of heard that before. I think it was cool, like finding out about the you know Anderson Cooper component yeah. of it, but. Um, I, I don't know. I, I This is a good interview. Anyone that cares about Apple should definitely read it. But I felt like there were only like five or six real you know, nuggets of new stuff there, if that makes yeah. sense. I yeah. Mean, I, I, I wouldn't disagree with that. I still think that that's extraordinary to be able to get. I think that when you have interviews like this, which are, you know, obviously good pieces of journalism, but are going to be very much kind of controlled by, you know, PR handlers. That's not to say that, that there were things that were who knows what they were and weren't allowed to ask. I have a feeling it was they, they, they were pretty open with the Post and the Post had the opportunity to ask a lot of things. But, you know, Tim Cook is very media trained. And so, you know, he's going to be able to have the right answers and prepared remarks for questions that they're going to anticipate. Um, but I thought it was a very interesting kind of look at, at the process of, of what it's like for him to be CEO. And I think kind of getting him to admit that he didn't expect um, the attention to still be so heavily on everything being microanalyzed by Apple. He, mm-hmm. he thought that some of that would go away after Steve Ooh. Jobs died. Yeah. I thought that was actually an interesting admission. I also thought that the the discussion, you mentioned Anderson Cooper and how we talked to him about his decision to come out, but I thought the the people, the, the conversation with the other people he's gone to and turned to, you know, for advice in different situations um, was really interesting. And, yeah. and even though we'd heard more about, you know, how the whole Apple versus FBI thing played out, I think getting even more of that in context just a few months after the, you know, a few months after it's all ended, mm-hmm was interesting too to just kind of get more of their perspective about why they decided to to take on that fight. And he really gets to drive home like his messages in a more long form long yeah. format than he has since that happened since like his interview, his big interview which still makes me cry. But yeah, yeah, it was really it's I'm looking at it now and I'm scrolling through it and crying. I can't oh. read this fast. <laughs> 
No, I thought, um, I definitely agree with that, Christina. I'm not, you know, I'm definitely not trying to disparage this. Like, this is something that anyone that cares about Apple um, should definitely read. I thought, I, I think that five years into Tim Cook, I think it's, yeah, there's enough time to kind of note the ways that he's improved Apple. And, you know, I think they talked a lot about, you know, his his role in making Apple a more, you know, socially progressive company. And I think this doesn't get talked about enough. I, I think, agree. you know, the Mike Daisies of the world have done a thoroughly vicious, unfair hit job on Apple. And well, when Mike Daisies are, of the world, you lied. Well, yeah, obviously. And, you know, like when they are building machines to take rare earth components, which are beyond environmentally destructive to obtain, and to get that and recycle it. Like, I see it in an Apple video, but I don't see them getting credit for that. And I do see, like, you know, Tim Cook, like, you know, them being out there for gay rights parades. And I see, mm-hmm. like, their their policies inside the company. And I hear my transgender friends that have worked for Apple, you know, report to me about the support they get there. Um, and I just, I feel that sometimes we can get so obsessed with looking at, you know, big flashy things that get in the media that go wrong that we don't really appreciate the steps that they're doing. So I do think it's fair to look at his words about Apple's social responsibility yeah. and give him credit for that because I don't think I it's agree. something I see others doing. No, and, and I also don't think, and I say this as someone who I interviewed him largely about things like that and and, and about kind of, at the you know, it was about, you know, kind of their outreach to to younger coders, but we talked a lot about women in tech and and kind of their commitment to things like that. And and it it's not something... I very much get the sense that it is not lip service. It is not something that they're just saying because they feel like this makes us look good. This is something that's important to them as a, as a company. And I think that it's something that has changed, you know, since he took over. I think that's something that's become very important to Apple. I think that their commitment to, to you know, people of all, all types of things, you know, um, their diversity report came out, you know, um, last week and or, or a week before last, I guess. And, oh. you know, um, they are improving. It's slow but steady, but they're making improvements. And and but the big thing when when I talked to someone at Apple kind of about it is they said, you know, um, we feel like our our way of obviously seeing the big picture numbers improve by one percent in certain categories. That's important. Um, and when you have you know over a hundred thousand employees, even a one percent increase is 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 not insignificant, but the big thing is when you look at the percentage of new hires of people who are women or people of color or underrepresented minorities, and when you see that percentage increasing so much, mm. the fact that they've reached you know um, equity of pay in the United States and, and um, for, for for men and women, um, you know, and 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 they're looking at you know making sure that they're going to have that internationally too. These are things that they're definitely putting resources against. They had a big um, a summit. Um, two weeks ago for um, uh, engineering professors from historically black colleges and universities. And they hosted, you know, they, they've given money to the Thurgood Marshall Fund and, and have been trying to get, you know, more more uh, people of color into, you know, engineering jobs and and, yeah. and, and and really pushing for that. And that's something that is a huge problem in Silicon Valley and in tech in general. And it's good to see them a couple of years later still really committing to that and to, to inviting scholars from their things there. 
I, I do have to say, Christina, and I, I admit I haven't seen it this year, but I did see last year, and they conflated yeah. a lot of their their um, their numbers with you know people that work at the mall at an Apple store. And there's nothing yes. wrong with working at an Apple store, but it's not the same as an engineering um, you're, position. You're, no, you're right. Well, working they, they, there, they, and did they well, do that again this year with well, their well, with the, their numbers? Yeah. Well, how they do it is that they do actually break it down by category. So if okay. you look into retail, non-retail, corporate engineering, you can see tech and see the percentages and they did increase i think by a percent in in the the tech thing in terms of i think you know women and and uh, people of color hired um underrepresented minorities that, that did increase but you're right that 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 is a very real concern which is not a concern that is a very real thing you have to take into account when you look at apple's diversity numbers versus other companies is that they have a very large retail organization which is going to be different mm-hmm. than some of their their tech things but yeah. they do and they they broke it down the year before as well obviously they are going to want to massage the numbers to make them look as good as possible but mm-hmm. when they're talking about all of their hiring you know i that i didn't get a breakdown of 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 what percentage of new tech hires for instance are are women or, or underrepresented minorities versus other areas. But I know that it's it's become one of those things where again they're investing in, you know, putting programs into getting scholars and you know, for, for HBCUs um into into their engineering programs and getting them as internships and already had hired a number of, of, of interns who were already on Apple's campus and said, you know, like eight or eight or nine of them had already been given full time jobs and from from their first class of, of like of like thirty, you know, you know, engineers that were that were there that summer for for internships and stuff, and so they're doing a lot of work. Can they do more? Uh, absolutely, but I do feel like you see him speaking on this and and how it's important, and it doesn't strike me as as lip service. It strikes me as something that will take time, and there's still a lot more work to be done. Yeah. But it's something that's very much something Apple focuses on and wants to do more of, and I think that that should be commended. That's not for me to like you know kiss their kiss their ass and 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 whatnot, but I, I feel like a lot of companies care about these things, but. It's um, really commendable when you do see a CEO who takes the the, the chance to speak up and, and talk on those issues because yeah, yeah. yeah was, that's not always the role of the CEO. I, I think I have to say, like at Grace Hopper this year, I sure saw Apple giving a lot of um, internships to young women that went to their table. Like I talked to a lot of people that had that outcome. I do have to say though, and I, I want to get back to Tim Cook in a second. But one of the the problems, it's not just bringing women in the door. That doesn't solve the issue. The problem is creating an environment where women can thrive. And from, I've heard some real nightmare stories from women that have worked on engineering teams at Apple. Uh, You know, the, the crunch time culture, the, you know, if you are a woman over 30, chances are like, you know, I don't have kids, Christina, you don't have kids, but you know, that begins to be an age where many women have children. And if you have a company culture that is continually asking you to, you know, not be there for your family, you will lose women engineers. So it's, it's a much more complicated thing than just, you know, bringing in some young, uh, you know, women from college. I turning back to his interview for a second, I think to me, the only I thought it was a really insightful interview overall to me, the only um, gosh, I guess I would say blind spot. That's probably not the best word. Like it's ableist language, but the, the, the short sightedness I saw was I read his comments on uh, Siri as being a bit defensive and I don't think it was really 
I don't think it was really honest about looking at the the problems with that. Yes, transcription can be faster. Yes, they're introducing new features. Yes, Siri is undoubtedly better. But um, I still use Siri every single day, and I have an Android phone, and I see what it's like over there. And I think in so many ways, the transcription part of Siri is a very inferior experience. And I, I feel like that reality that most people outside of Apple see was not really backed mm-hmm. up with this comment. Especially I mean, since you, when he yeah. answers the question about iPhone um, iPhone sales, he talks about how they're going to focus on AI or their increased mm-hmm. focus on AI. And it's still, it's still not quite there. I, I know that it, no. it's coming, but it, it, it's an in-progress thing. But yeah. yeah. Let me get your you guys to stay on this because I think one of the interesting things to me about Siri is that I find that on the non iOS devices it actually mm-hmm. works better. Like I find that it works fantastic on my Apple TV, and I think it works really well on the Apple Watch. It's interesting how I know they're supposed to be the same engine, but yet my experiences with them are different. Mm-hmm. Well, I've experienced that too. And I think it's because the microphone is so up close to your face when you do that. Like you're, you're doing it Dick Tracy style with your Apple watch <laughs> and with the, with the TV too. Like with the iPhone, I can hold it up. I, I don't, I speak into the bottom of it while I'm holding down the Siri button. Like I don't push it up against right, my same. face and do that. So but I, I even find them in, 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 I mean, obviously the dictation has gotten really good on, on, on the, on the Apple, on the iPhone and stuff too, but I, I even find just the use cases. Like when I look at how it works on Apple TV, I feel like this is like the representation of what it could be because it does work really well when I'm like, you know, show me X show or show me, you know, funny movies made in 1997 mm-hmm. or show me Oscar winning stuff. Like the, it, it works a lot better. Yeah. And, 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 and it seems to be tied in a lot stronger with, you know, the APIs and the content there than, you know, some of the 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 stuff that, that you do on iOS. I don't know. It's 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 weird. Um, I've I've definitely experienced that too. Sorry, what were you going to say? Yeah, somewhere? I was just going to surmise. I, maybe it has something to do with just using the phone on the go and things like. But no, that would apply to the Apple Watch too. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't used the Apple the new Apple TV myself, unfortunately. But everything oh. I've I know I don't I have the old one. Um, everything I've seen about it does indicate that it's just fantastic which is what i like that's the mindset that i have when i use siri on my phone and i'm always like "Ah, okay never mind do you know what it may be it may just be um i don't know what kind of database siri is built on but um you know i would imagine there's a certain uh limit to the number of queries that can accept Mm. uh from iphone so because it's a different platform i don't know maybe it goes through a different part of the the thing it's not as limited if you're asking these questions about tv to your phone it's not going to be able to answer them right Right. No, no. Yeah. yeah. Whereas the TV which, series. Which is kind of a shame because, you know, like a lot of the apps work both places and you've got a lot of the content sources both places. Like it would be cool if I could be like, hey, show me these TV things. So and like it would open up Hulu for me, you know? You can't have it, Christina Warren. You can't. But it's like, no. No. No TV for you. <laughs> Can I talk about something else? <laughs> yes, you can, Simone de Rochefort. Uh, yes, you can. <laughs> I didn't mean it to come out that way. I meant, is it a good time to spread the gospel of Tracker? Yes. It is a good time. This episode of Rocket is brought to you by Tracker. 
Uh, you might remember Tracker because I have spoken about it before. It is a thing that will help you find your things. So I, I have a perfect use case now. I have experienced this myself. But first I'll tell you what Tracker is. So it's this tiny little device. Um, it's awesome. You just attach it to something that you really don't want to lose, whether that's your keys, your wallet, uh, computer, even a pet you can attach it to your pet's collar or, um, and then you pair it with your smartphone. And then if that thing gets lost, you can find it um, through an app. Super easy. Um, and then it works the other way, too. So you can press a button on your tracker and find your phone if your phone is lost. So that's really and it works even if the phone is on silent. So basically foolproof system for not losing your things ever. Now, I, I, Simone de Rochefort, have thought of a thing that tracker doesn't mention that you can track but you should track it it is your power cord for your laptop guess who lost her power cord for her laptop um i think it was honestly it might have been a thievery situation i left it i swear i had this vivid memory of like wrapping it up and putting it on top of my file cabinet but then i also this last week had a really bad habit of like bringing my laptop downstairs at work and like leaving the power cord plugged in there and bringing the laptop back up or like what uh, the other way around too. Like I've been very lax with my power cord and I lost it. Uh, So if I had had tracker, I would have been able to find out where the frick I left (laughs) my power cord. I'm, I'm baffled by this. How could I lose something so important? (laughs) I mean, did IT just give you a new one? I hope, but exactly. I don't like that. I don't like that it's not like I shouldn't lose something that is so integral that shipped with my computer that I use every single day. Yeah, I agree with that. Thank you. I don't don't know. I I was thinking, like, I have to, I never do this when I fly. I have to check luggage tomorrow as I'm flying (gasps) out. And uh, it would be awesome for that. Like, if they lose my luggage, like, I could at least have some idea. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, oh, because that's always my paranoia is they'll be like, no, it's just not here. And I'll be like, but it (laughs) is there. It has to be there. And then I can show them the app and they would have to believe me. That it was there. That'd be awesome. Oh, that's a good idea. We should we should pitch these things to Tracker, and they should add it to their <laughs> ad copy. We we are coming Love up with it. all kinds of stuff that we lose. <laughs> I tell you, we're idea people. Ugh, a nightmare. <laughs> so there are over a million tracker devices in circulation, and it uses like crowdsourced GPS. So your lost stuff will show up, even if you are miles and miles and miles away from it. Hopefully you will actually be in the same house as it. That's my hope for you with your lost stuff is that you will see that it's in your house and you go, oh gosh, how can I be such a fool to leave that there? I always put it away, but you don't. You're lying to yourself. So tracker, super cool. Uh, You can get it yourself uh, at thetracker.com with promo code ROCKET and get 30% off your whole order. I'm going to spell that out for you. It is T-H-E. T-R-A-C-K-R.com, thetracker.com. And again, promo code ROCKET for 30% off that order. Thank you so much, Tracker, for supporting Relay FM, for supporting Rocket, for supporting my non-loss of my future belongings. I should have thought of the power. I was like all on board with the keys. I was like, yeah, I'll put this on my keys, never lose it. It didn't even occur to me to put put it on the power cord. And now I will. I, how many of these do I need? I need 10,000. I was going to say, they sent you a couple, so. Yeah. They should send more. 
Well, yeah. I'm gonna. I have to send. I have to send two of them to you guys now. So yeah, I feel like I feel like I we deserve them. That would be awesome. You like are terrible. You I I need one on my emotional companion animal. <laughs> So Which dog is there. that? Is that Rocket? That's definitely Rocket. By the way, Christia, that that link you showed to the Millennial Show—like, I have so much to say about that. But never mind. Oh God. All right. Final dessert of the day, so that yes. I can go eat yes. my dinner. Um, okay. New Rogue One trailer aired during the Olympics last week. Now you yes. are both very cool on the first Rogue One trailer. Tell me your feelings on this new one. I, I liked I, it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It looks amazing. It uh, does. I, I'm going to be writing Jen Ezra fanfic. The design work is awesome. I I just, I'm so into this movie. And like, okay, everybody loves Ray. Everyone loves Ray. And I love Ray. But I tell you, like, with Jen Ezra, I feel like she is the Star Wars character I've been waiting for because she just has that edge to her and she doesn't give a frack. And it's just <laughs> not something that Ahsoka or Ray really had in the same way. So I am a thousand percent in on this movie. My favorite thing about this trailer, so because I, I didn't grow up reading the extended universe books, but we had like Me either. weird and not anthologies like encyclopedias of extended universe characters and like locations and things, different kinds of species of aliens. And I was so into those books just as like collections of everything that existed in the Star Wars universe. It opened like such possibilities to my young imagination. And this trailer, like we're seeing places that I personally like haven't seen in the the main series films, which are what I have watched. And that makes me really excited because I, I love the Star Wars universe. I love that it feels so infinite, like a ton of stuff can happen there. I know we're kind of retreading old ground with this and that, you know, there's a Death Star and some rebels and the Imperials. But like those hints of just new characters make me super, super excited. Well, you know, they got rid of um, the entire extended universe yeah, when yeah. Uh, Disney bought They're it. Rebuilding. Like, this, this, this movie has a really interesting video game tie. So do you remember Shadows of the Empire and yes. Dark Forces? Like this, so Dark Forces starts out when uh, Kyle Katurn is trying to uh, you know, get the, the plans from the Death Star. So what I kind of love is like they're completely wiping him out. They're like, no, it's Jin that actually did all this. And Thank didn't you very he much. Have, yeah. Wasn't there a woman? I played uh, Jedi Knight 2. Wasn't there a woman named Jan in those games? Because I, I, I think he, there was a woman, like, I don't think she was a Jedi, but I think she worked with Kyle Katarn. I think her name was Jan. It wasn't, it wasn't the same character, or if it is the same character, they changed her name and her story possibly. But yeah, I, I feel, I would not be surprised if they were kind of like picking up threads and then readapting them in that way. Because they have so much to work with. I understand that's not like canon anymore, but I would not be surprised if they're drawing inspiration from the vast well, as it were. Sure. Yeah. Sure. And Christine, what did you think? No, I really liked it. And and I went from being, you know, I'm still cautiously optimistic about this just because we've heard some, you know, remarks about how they maybe did some reshoots or there was some some editing and some things that happened so you be- become concerned. But but I'm with you guys. I I loved it. And I I went, I went from being a little bit lukewarm to being like, okay, this is a movie I can really get behind. This looks awesome. Two points. 
on Kyle Katarn's Wikipedia page now. Uh, <laughs> fellow rebel agent and smuggler Jan Ors, O-R-S. Oh. They totally, Urso and Ors, that's that's too close to be coincidence, in my opinion. Yep. They perform covert missions for the Rebel Alliance and later the New Republic. Yeah, I'm calling that. Um, secondly... <laughs> Galen Urso, played by Maz Mickelson, the father of Jan, apparently, I do not trust. There's a, you linked me to this io9 article, Brie, about um, yeah. how like the Empire has apparently forced him to build some kind of weapon for them. But Maz Mickelson, he's Hannibal. He right. can't be a good right. guy. Yeah. I don't. No, yeah, this totally. is my yeah. second and also bet. He's the father is that he's going to be uh, bad? Of the, of the, and he's the father of the hero. I mean, come on. Yeah. 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 I mean, the well, father of the hero is never a good guy in these, in these movies. <laughs> Second. Well, I think we have to say, like, so the international trailer um, just basically has a ton of story spoilers in it. So we'll link to the io9 article in there. You may want to watch it. You may not want to. But it, it has, like, a lot more about, you know, um, you know Jen Ezra's father. So I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, the other thing, though, is, like, everybody was freaking out when Darth Vader was at the end of this trailer. And I have to, I'm just going to be honest. I am over Darth Vader. I watched (laughs) six films with him. I watched all of Clone Wars with the Anakin. And, you know, I've played so many games with him at this point that I just, I feel like I get Vader and I feel like he's had his story. And I just, I kind of don't understand why everyone's so psyched about that. Yeah. I think because he's, uh, Chris Taylor, um, my my, my former colleague at Mashable, who wrote the book, How Star Wars Conquered the Universe, wrote something about kind of his analysis of the Rogue One trailer. And and, and Chris is is far and away the, the, foremost star wars expert that i know i mean like he literally wrote the book on it um and his book is fantastic um and he made some sort of comment about how you know he is like the most like darth vader is like the most you know um the 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 biggest villain in like modern cinematic history and i think he's right and so i think you're probably not wrong bringing them we've seen enough of them but i feel like because he's such a huge villain and he's such this huge overarching thing that I, I feel like it also brings in a little bit, you know, the the old stuff, too, mm-hmm. which is kind of what is interesting about this is that it's not living in the current Star Wars universe. It's, it's living in a slightly different time. But I think anything that connects with everything we know is probably necessary. And it's not like you can have like like Luke and Leia in this. Can't someone else do something bad for once? <laughs> I mean, I would love to see new villains be created, but I mean, I think that 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 Darth Vader is always going to be kind of looming in the background of these things. He, he, even in in um, the the most recent film, you know, um, it, it he he was kind of looming large a little bit, you know. I mean, but I, I don't know. I think he's he's the ultimate villain. Mm-hmm. I, I'm and, okay with that. I'm just saying, like, I personally didn't. That's not what excites me about this oh, I film. Agree with you. It's, it's uh, same. What, what I was frustrated about with Force Awakens is all the design work seems so freaking derivative of the films. Like, yeah, they spruced up the, the TIE fighter a bit. It was a better model of that than we'd seen before. Um, and, you know, they improved the X-Wings a bit. Uh, but there wasn't really any breakthrough new design work. Um, and what I really love 
loved about this trailer is like seeing uh, you know, Jen Ezra's, um, uh, she's flying a U-Wing, which is, you know, it's made by the same company that did the X-Wing, but it's like a, a troop transport and, you know, stealth ship for black ops. And I think when, like, there's this really long neck uh, stormtrooper standing up in the Imperial tank. And I think we see a lot of really strong design work in this one that just wasn't present in Force Awakens, even though I suspect Force Awakens will be the far superior story. But it's it, to me, it's fun. And like when you think about the really great Star Wars games like uh, TIE Fighter and X-Wing versus TIE Fighter, like introducing the TIE Defender and the Z-95 Headhunter, like those are new ship designs that had tactical significance. So going back into the Star Wars universe and like making stuff you can make great video games out of. I don't know. I'm freaking psyched about it. Nerd. <laughs> don't judge me. So I'm judging. No, I'm not judging. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. What are we doing this week? Uh, I'm going to Worldcon. Heck yeah. Woo-hoo. What are you going to do there? Uh, I don't know. Uh, if, uh, Oh, what's his name? Um, Frank R. Paul is one of the iconic um, designers of science fiction uh, covers from the 50s. Like the Hugo Award is named after Hugo Gernsback, and he did a lot of um, covers, science fiction covers from that age. So when you think about that, you know, that 50s color scheme and the the robots carrying like bikini women Mm -hmm. on like the moon, like he's the person that came up with that. So he is up for a retro Hugo Award this year. And if he does win, my husband is going to get to accept that uh hugo award for him so we're definitely pulling for that we're definitely that's really cool uh christina how much fried chicken are you gonna eat (laughs) i mean a lot and no i mean i'm gonna be in continuing to to enjoy time in hotlanta where ironically it is cooler don't barely than new york no new york is the worst right now i mean although look to be very clear right now it is 79 degrees outside and it was 91 today. So it is it is hardly um, cool. Although it's 82 degrees in yep, New York right yep, now. I was so just yeah. checking the app. It, it is 81 degrees here. It'll cool down to 79 by, uh, you know, 3 a.m. Oh, tomorrow's <laughs> actually going to be cool because it's like thunderstorms all day. So I'm into that. Yeah, tomorrow is is a high of ninety. Look, regardless, I was going to be in 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 pretty humid weather. Yeah, listen, it's been pretty humid and hot. Death. But I've been having a good time seeing my parents. I'm enjoying not working because um, I've got a week off. Heck yeah! I'm so happy and for you. Up. Get to lounge and see your family and enjoy the the languid South. Yes, and uh, and uh, Simone and I got to hang out last Friday, and that was we really did, fun. We did, and I got to meet a bunch of people. That was really cool. I met a girl from yeah. Texas at your party. Yes, you did. You guys, I've got to get you guys as, uh, uh, to be like. I want you to be BFFs. Yes, we're going to brunch together. It was it was fun. Good. I, I I did the the immediate. The thing I always do when I meet someone from Texas, which is, oh, you're from Texas. <laughs> Wait, I need to stop doing. Oh my god, calm down, Simone. But it, it happened. Um, and then she told me how her parents met, which is like the most adorable story. Anyway, um. Yeah, that was really fun. What am I doing this week? Uh, I am continuing to live stream every day at 4 p.m. Eastern the Summer Games, the Polygon versus SB Nation Summer Games. I have really bad news, actually. Uh, Polygon is now officially losing as of today. It is 3-2. to two. <laughs> We're losing at oh, video no. games against the sports boys, and I hate that. Oh, no. I hate that so How, much. Uh, I mean, okay, I feel really bad for you guys because obviously that's terrible, but... 
how the hell does Polygon lose at video games? Uh, partially because we purposely chose really old, janky. Like Tara, my producer, went through and was like, okay, what are the worst reviewed sports games of all time? And those are the ones that we're playing. And then there's a certain. Oh my God, so Tecmo, Super Tecmo Ball? No, we're not playing that one. We're trying to correspond <laughs> with like best. events that oh are happening. God. No, no, no. Yeah. The original Tecmo was Tecmo Super Bowl for Super for Nintendo was the Super Nintendo version. Oh, was Super! Terrible. Oh, that was horrible. Super yeah. Tecmo Bowl, exactly. That. Thank you, thank you, Bree. I, I, I knew I was like, come on. <laughs> right, I'm so That's sorry. football, though. <laughs> There's no football in the summer games. Okay, so so California Games Two again. California Games was great. California Games Two, no. Oh my gosh. You know what you've got to do, Simone? You've got to get an old school NES and you've got yep. to get track and field and you've got to find one of those those cheap no, DDR we, we played style track and field. ads. I'm sorry? We played track and field. Oh, did you? Yeah, did, on with the Thursday last week. The... Um, oh my and God. See, this is where the second problem comes into play because there is a certain age gap at play within between Polygon and SB Nation. Certain members of SB Nation, not all members of SB Nation, but for example, track and field... You have someone my age playing it uh, versus a, a, an adult, an, a, a bigger adult, an, adult, yes. an older adult. <laughs> it did not go well. Also, we introduced drinking in that stream. Um, Ashley was pre-gaming. I shouldn't have let her drink. I should have just made the SB Nation people drink. I made a mistake. I thought that they would be on even footing, and it wasn't. That that was that was the the slide, the slow slide towards defeat. But we'll pick it up again smart. this week. That sounds smart. Like you're you're loading the deck to do what you have to do to win. Yeah. Like that's a that's a killer instinct. Yeah. Simone. I mean, I as an example that. of what this is like today, uh, I made a 20 year old play Evander Holyfield's Real Deal Boxing, which Ooh, is a yes. 24 year old oh. game. What a terrible oh. game! Is Shaq is, is is um is Michael Jordan saves the Windy City? Is that one of your games? Unfortunately, no. We're doing Lucha huh. Libre tomorrow. Um, I, I then we're doing Dead or Alive. Or wait, dead or oh, yes, dead or alive. Yeah. Volleyball. Shaq Fu. You've got to play Shaq Fu. I don't. Yeah, I, but is, is, is Shaq Fu is one of the worst games of all time. That's why I was thinking Michael Jordan versus the Windy City because I was like, that's a pretty terrible game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. But yeah, Shaq Fu is definitely <laughs> one of the worst games of all that time. That sounds incredible. I don't know if I could change the schedule at this point, but maybe I can. Right, maybe I can right. bargain for like an honorable mention. <laughs> I mean, if, if you're playing Dead or Alive, and Dead or Alive is pretty awful. I do you or, think so? Dead or Alive is it's porny, but it's a good game underneath it. I don't I know. Yeah. I was honestly never able to get past the misogyny. Yeah, yeah. I was honestly hard. never able to get past the misogyny. I remember when that game came out, and I was in high school, and we were. I was like working at a video game store, and I was like. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's embarrassing. I'm personally <laughs> excited. It's embarrassing. The, 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 the bikini mode or whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be it's garbage. Just, it's gross. See, it's not that that bothers me. It's the plot when it's just like they deliberately characterize all the women. It is so dumb and just spoiled. Right. And it's well, just horrible. Well, yeah. Right. And then, and then, like, and here's the thing like, I would have been actually more okay with some of the bikini mode stuff, like if I was at least able to customize things and mm-hmm. like I don't know. I if I had more fun with dress up that anyway. Like you can't honestly my no, but you can't. My favorite part of any sports game is being able to design your outfit. <laughs> well in Vander Holyfield's like real deal boxing, you can choose the color of the shorts. So That's that important. makes it the best game of all time. All right, Very Christina, important. where can we find you online? You can find me on uh, on Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter at film underscore girl. 
And uh, you're not going to be able to find any of my writing this week because I'm not writing anything this week that you'll be able to find. (laughs) Uh, Brianna, what about you? You can find me on Twitter where I'm now verified, but um, (gasps) I'm really, I'm really seriously thinking about getting more into Snapchat or Instagram because I am coming to the conclusion that Twitter's days are numbered and I think I need the the sport to... (laughs) What about the sports? But I don't the think it's going to save them. Yeah, it's going to be fine. No, uh, I wish to do a show about that sometime. Yeah, we I'd should love to talk about that. We but should. For the time being, I'm primarily on Twitter. All right, and I am on Twitter as well at Doom Quasar. Uh, you can watch me stream on Polygon's Facebook page, uh, 4 p.m. every day this week. I'll be crying. Um, unless we win, in which case I'll still be crying, but like happy. Uh, thanks for listening to the show. We super love when people review the show as well as listen to it. Even if you're not listening to the show right now, you're writing a review. I know you are. Thanks and for doing that thing. And this episode is terminated. 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 <laughs>